So I, I say that in connection to this idea that the villagers in San Antonio de Pintuyacu are wondering if they are also dealing with some sort of high-tech human trafficking operation which I thought was very interesting because I was, I, I've sort of been wondering if that's what we're dealing with. And when they, when they brought this up to me, I thought, oh boy, I really hope, I really hope for their sakes that that's not what's happening. Now, I said that they were divided in their minds. So that's the 50% of what they think it is. The other 50%, they think it's inhuman, it's unhuman. It's a alien incursion is what they were saying originally. And they hold to that possibility. The history of our Earth is so different from what we can imagine. Enjoy the journey. The Smithsonian, that if they found out about a large skeleton somewhere, was to go get it. I'm going to assume at least one person is right, because if one person's right, it busts the paradigm. It all goes back to the fallen church. And the problem with the modern-day church, they have a very truncated view of the supernatural. This backdrop is just pregnant with all kinds of meaning associated with this Mount Hermon event. And this guy defects from the kingdom. That's a big deal. Welcome back to Blurry Creatures. Uh, this week, we're going to do a little midweek update. Tim reached out to us. We we did this before. We did this with the... Uh, every once in a while, there's some there's some alien news, and we got to bring Tim Alberino on. He's our sort of our correspondent on the streets out there in the blurry verse. Tim Alberino, he's heading down to the jungle. This is the Alberino update. This is the Alberino update. That's like, I think we should even call it that. This is, this is great. Tim, it's good to see you. We were just joking about pre-roll... It's just fun. I like it's 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 fun to see you. It's fun to it, I don't know. It's 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 like being being with the guys after spending time in a van in Peru. Um, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> to be serious for a second, it's always fun to join the blurry band for uh, yeah, a couple hours. Yeah, I know. But it, there's some very big and very cool things that have been going on in your world, and 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 I know that you're excited to kind of share some of those things. And I'm not gonna. I'm not going to ruin it because you've got some very, very cool updates, but there's a trip on the horizon for you. And you also have been, speaking of Nate, we talked about, we, we had Tim on to talk about the oversight committee hearings on UAPs, UFOs, and, and kind of to parse and break that down. And out of those conversations, um, there's been some very cool things that have happened on, on, on Tim's end. And so we're going to do all things updates with, with Tim Alvarino, but welcome back, Tim. It's great to see you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And what do you got for us, pal? Hey, we, early on when we bring up right, we're gonna get Tim to laugh. <laughs> we're gonna get him out of his serious, serious mode. But I, I appreciate you, Tim, for for giving us a lot of time and energy and taking taking those emails from fans that are emailing you, those ladies that are emailing you and asking if I'm single. I appreciate that one. <laughs> I appreciate those too. I'm feel. I got you. I, I got you, Nate. I'm feel. I'm fielding all of those emails for you, dude. Tim's I'm a hype man. He's, for he's, you. He's, he could be Nate, Nate's personal hype man here. Yeah, and also, yeah, that's right. yeah, also, also security. <laughs> You're just vetting everybody up, Nate. I'm do, I got quality control over yeah. here for you. Alberino's starting a dating app. Everybody, I don't know if you know this. 
And apparently I'm apparently <laughs> it's I'm the just for Nate. It's, it's just, just for if you want to date Nate. That's what the whole app is. And there's just, there's like a form you got to fill out, and and uh, it's a, it's a very rigorous process actually. <laughs> No, I love that, Tim. I love that you don't take yourself too seriously. The first of- question on the forum is, what are your thoughts on Bigfoot? <laughs> hey, see, listen. And you know what, Tim? That's a big deal. That's a big, that's a big deal. God, I wish you guys would take that off your intro. <laughs> the blurry verse, all the things that Tim has to deal with because of the blurry verse, he deals with a lot. He Probably a lot of, a lot of hate mail, a lot of good, probably good feedback, too. But you get some weird emails, too, from us. So we apologize for those. But thanks for coming back on. Tell us what you're doing in the jungle. We want to hear all about it. Uh, you know, probably before we jump into that, we should probably mention some news in regard to our event in Costa Rica. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we have a few extra VIP tickets if anyone wants to come to the to the Costa Rica event. A lot of people have been emailing us over the last couple of months. If you, we do have some VIP tickets available. And what we're going to do is... We're going to give anyone who gets a VIP ticket first first crack at buying the tickets to the actual conference the rest of the weekend. So we'll give you that link. It'll be in the description of the show. You can head over and grab a, a VIP ticket. So if you if you live in Costa Rica or you live in the area or you just want to go down and hang out, then uh, this is another way to get, get tickets because it's a very small conference room, so we don't have a lot of extra tickets for this conference itself. So And if you could... Tim, if you could share with what we've put together as part of the package, there are going to be no additional VIP tickets opened up, and it is going to happen the day before the conference begins. And Tim, tell us what the VIPs are going to be able to do. Uh, We are going to be going out on a catamaran. We're going to do a half-day catamaran trip, all-inclusive and uh, it's going to be fun. I'm going to have my family there, and it's it's just going to be a really fun time. We can. It's a private tour, only our group. It's only the blurry group on the catamaran, and it's really beautiful place. Uh, we're going to be cruising the coast of uh, the Manuel Antonio National Reserve, that area. So there's probably going to be a lot of wildlife. It's a sunset tour, um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So that's that's going to be an opportunity for people to hang out with us and and. Uh, and talk and you can snorkel you can jump off the top of the boat whatever probably we'll hit a private beach on that catamaran and then afterward uh we are all going to converge uh on a location and we're just going to have an evening together after the catamaran tour uh we'll hang out for the evening at a local restaurant you know for a few hours and it's just gonna these are always a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and also you know, these are designed, these VIP, this VIP experience is designed to help us cover the costs of the of the actual event. So this is a way that people can kind of partner with us and, and, and help us financially. People always ask me, you know, how can I help you financially? And I never really reply to that. But these are the sort of these are the mechanisms. I don't like taking money from people. But if people who want to support us, both what I do and what you guys do, and specifically this event, they can come to the VIP experience. So you can come to the VIP experience, buy your ticket for the VIP experience. And by doing that, you're helping us put this event on and you get to hang out with us for the whole day in a, in a, in a very uh, fun environment. Um, catamarans, for people who haven't been on catamaran tours like this, they're, they're just, they're a lot of fun. And uh, again, this is just is a way to, to help us cover the cost of the event. And then as Nate said, uh, we're opening up tickets. So if, if you want to come to Costa Rica, you weren't able to get a ticket for the actual event. 
yeah. you will be able to get a ticket if you sign up for the VIP event for the VIP experience, you'll be able to get a ticket also for the event. We have some tickets we're holding for VIP experience ticket holders. So this is a way for people uh, to to come to Costa Rica uh, who weren't able to get tickets the first round. And this is being opened up to the general public. I'm pretty sure that most of the tickets that uh, we sold to the uh, to the actual Costa Rica event were mainly with your members. Correct. All of the, all of them all are. of them with your members, yeah. And it has been sold out, and so what inevitably happens is life happens, Tim, and so people have had to cancel instead of releasing a few of those to the public. We've held on to those to couple with the VIP experience. Again, as you said, this is intimate. We're talking about you know a very small group of people. You have, if you have questions for Tim, you want to talk to Tim about anything and everything, or Nate, Nate, or myself. Um, this is about an intimate experience to support the missions of Tim Alberino and also Blurry Creatures in in this endeavor in Costa Rica and then also to spend time in, in a small personal setting. Uh, I get to do some pretty incredible stuff, right? You're, you're going to see, as you said, oftentimes people see whales. That's not guaranteed, but you get the chance to go out and go out and get on a catamaran in, in one of the most beautiful places on earth and talk about all the blurry things uh, that you wish to talk about to your heart's desire. That's right. And we're going to take, yeah. we're going to feed you. Yeah, uh, food and drinks are included. Open bar at at on the boat at the restaurant. This is this is going to be a fun time to to spend with other like minded people in your tribe. So check it out. And these are going to go fast, right? There are, there are limited spots available. Again, this is going to cap out, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna close the door. So there's there's only a limited number. That's right. Yeah, and also the 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 you know we're not going to all be sitting at different tables like at a restaurant afterwards. It's we're all going to be together. It's going to be a, a very social experience. Um, what we're planning after the catamaran tour on that same day, which is part of the VIP experience. And then I would like to add one more thing. We have a, and we're not ready exactly, precisely yet to announce exactly what it is, but we have a literary project we've been working on and together, and uh, we are going to make, we're going to, we are going, as part of the VIP package, you will get a signed first edition of this book that's coming up. That is a collaboration between myself and Nate and Luke. So that's that's another that's a bonus you'll get as as a part of the IP package. That's right. Well, so head on over to the website. We'll have a link to the to the Costa Rica trip. Uh, you can get a get a VIP ticket, and like I said, you'll get first chance at getting tickets to the actual event the rest of the weekend. Yeah. So Tim, uh, we're bringing you back on the podcast to do kind of a quick update. You're headed down to Peru uh, because. Things seem to be getting a little wild down there, and there's a bunch of people kind of putting together sort of a, a trip, and you're bringing security. It sounds like you need it. There's a lot going on, so we wanted to have you on and talk about it. Yeah, last time I was on, I think last time I was on, we talked about the the high strangeness that was unfolding in the in the Amazon jungle up in Peru. And uh, at the time that we had that discussion, I did not have my passport. My passport, I sent it away to be renewed. And so, obviously, I wanted to go and, and, and do an investigation, but I, I couldn't. So, my passport came back a little sooner than I had anticipated. And so, I was able to arrange an expedition up into a particular area of Peru, up into this, this first village uh, where, the, where the first reports were coming out of this, as I said, of this high strangeness, this bizarre incident that we talked about on the last occasion. And... I was able to get in contact with one of the villagers, mm. uh, thanks to a Brazilian ufologist named Ronnie Vernet, 
who put me in contact with one of the, the villagers, and I was able to then organize an expedition. Uh, I am getting ready to leave on that expedition in a couple of days. A lot of the, the bizarre things that have been unfolding in Peru have not stopped since the last time that we talked. They're continuing to occur. Just to very quickly to recap our first conversation, uh, in, at the end of July, so July, at the end of July, the beginning of August, there, there was an incident that took place in this village called San Antonio de Pintuyacu. It's called Pintuyacu because that's the river that the village is located on. And it's about a two-day journey up the river from Iquitos. It's in a region of the jungle called the Alto Nanay. And uh, as I discussed with you guys last time, I, I've spent a lot of time up in the jungle close to that region. I speak the dialect. I, it's called Charapa. It's uh -huh. Spanish, but it's, uh, it's, like, uh, it's a jungle dialect of Spanish. And so I was very intrigued by what was going on up there because of my experience in that part of Peru. And... What happened was the whole incident began, and I won't go through the long description. We, we covered that in, la in the last episode. But in short, what happened was that this young girl, this teenage girl, was sitting on the uh, outskirts of her village. She was sitting down eating some fruit when, when all of a sudden she was assaulted by two beings. These beings were dressed in strange bodysuits. They had masks on. And apparently they attempted, they attempted to abduct her physically and she, she, there she tells this whole story which is a little bit convoluted which part of my part of what i want to do when i go to this village is to sit down with her and interview this 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 young lady assuming she's there right now and try and sort of weed through some of these details that don't make any sense to me but long story short she ended up screaming and she lost consciousness her brother found her uh, in this state of unconsciousness he heard her scream and uh she had a laceration on her neck and when she came to, she told this bizarre story. Um, well, subsequent to that event, the following weeks, uh, during the following weeks, this village was being, and it, I don't want to use the word assaulted, and I don't really know how to explain it. The, the, there was some sort of an intrusion happening uh, in which strange beings were observing the villagers from the outskirts of the village in the jungle around the village and i say observing because they weren't really making any kind of direct incursions into the village rather they were sort of hovering around the village and hovering is the right word because apparently these guys whatever they are are floating through the jungle and are able to send up into the air and uh, the, the the villagers would fire point blank at these beings and basically nothing would happen so they were impervious to the uh, gunfire and so this, it, it, it erupted in the news. I mean, it was all over social media. It's one of the hottest stories I've ever seen in terms of the, the, how viral it went, how quickly it went viral on social media. And I happened to jump on with a buddy of mine named Doug Thornton, who's actually accompanying me on this expedition. Doug is, I jumped on a, a Zoom call and Doug and I just decided, hey, let's record a video. We were talking on the phone about the incident when it was happening. I called him to see if he had if, if he had been aware of this. And and so we decided just to record our conversation on a Zoom call. And so Doug and I did this video. And and this video that I did, it got a million views or almost a million views. It, 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 would, it would be well over a million, probably a million and a half views right now, maybe even two million, had YouTube not age-restricted the video. Oh. But it, it got basically a million views oh. in just a few days. And everybody was asking me to go investigate this on, on social media and getting emails about it and when i had my passport 
I decided to go do it. I tagged Doug to go with me. Doug Thornton is, he's a Marine. He's an ex-DHS operator. And, and so Doug, he also has a, 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 he has a very low key, inconspicuous video recording kit. So I asked Doug to accompany, to accompany me on my expedition and he agreed. And so we are going to go to the village of San Antonio de Pintuyacu. We are going to interview the individuals in, in the village. I know there have been in, 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 in there, there have, there have been some investigations conducted. I wouldn't even call them investigation, investigations. Let's just call them interviews by some members of the Peruvian press, but nobody has actually gone and done a ufological investigation. Let's put it in those terms. So I decided to go and do it. As I said, I've made contact with the villagers. One of them is actually, as we speak, texting me on WhatsApp from the village. Apparently they have uh, electricity in this village, which is very unusual. I've, 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 again, as I said, I've been in contact with these guys for the last few weeks, the last month, really. And all the arrangements are made. I am going in with, aside from Doug, I'm going in with two active duty Navy jungle commandos, fully loaded with uh, automatic rifles and i'm i've chartered a, a river boat and i'm going to be supplying the village as well we're going to be bringing them some food and some medicine which they badly need right now because the villagers what happened was they're so spooked at this point that they've ceased to go into the jungle and harvest their food and do the normal things that, that they that, that they do out there. They're so concerned with protecting the village. So every evening, every night, the, the men of the village are, are, are basically on watch. They're guarding the village. They're, they're walking around the village at nighttime with their um, with flashlights and, and firearms. And, and so they've been having to come down to the city of Iquitos and purchase uh, supplies and they're running very low on supplies. So one of the things that we're doing is we're going to, we're going to supply the village with food and medicine, um, as much as we can. And, but we're also bringing them some tactical gear. I don't want to say everything we're bringing, none of it is illegal, but, but it's, let's just say it's, it's, it's strategic for what's happening. We, we're not bringing firearms or anything like that. We're not allowed to do that, obviously. And I do want to mention that uh, I wasn't able to fund this whole thing myself. It's actually substantial, the amount of money that uh, that it's costing to, to do this expedition. Uh, so I talked to, I, I ended up talking with Pastor Darren from Conduit Church. And you guys know Darren. He did the, he, he, it was his church, Conduit, where you guys held your blurry con. And he went to Peru with us. And he went to Peru with us. And yeah. so Darren uh, from Conduit Church, along with mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Brandenburg, who also went to Peru with us, who, who attends who attends Conduit Church and some of the other guys, a core group of guys at Conduit Conduit Church, jumped on board and wanted to help me fund this expedition. So I'm sure some of those guys are listening. So I want to thank those guys uh, mm-hmm. publicly for helping me fund this thing. All the all of the arrangements have been made, and they are instrumental in helping me accomplish the the mission and in especially in in terms of uh, being able to charter the boat and supply this village with food and and medicine and some of the other things that we some of the strategic items that we purchased so i think it's really cool that the whole all the, the whole ufological community ufo twitter and 
UFO social media knows about what's been happening in Peru and they in Peru and they've been sort of just begging for somebody to go and do this investigation. I think it's really cool that it's a it's a group of Christian guys that are getting the job done. That's cool. Um, that's awesome. And so that's that's really exciting. And again, so thank thanks to Darren, Pastor Darren from Conduit Church, Jamie Brandenburg, and the other guys that have stepped up to help me fund this operation. I'm co-funding it myself. And uh, thanks to Doug Thornton for for joining me on this, what could be a little bit of a dangerous expedition. We have no idea what we're going to encounter in the jungle. Hmm. Having spoken directly now with the villagers, they're divided in their minds. On one hand, they want to say, by the way, I should say right up before I talk about what the villagers are thinking, the story that came out in the press, as we discussed on your program last time, was that these um, villagers were being attacked by miners, river miners, mm -hmm. equipped with high-tech uh, jetpacks and funded by the cartels. And the, the objective would be to try and drive the villagers off of their land so that the river miners can go in there and, and, and mine the river. This is ridiculous. I knew it was, was ridiculous when, it, when the media, the Peruvian media was reporting it. And I confirmed with the village that that is absolutely not the case. Mm. The villagers have uh, absolutely, they, they reject the notion that river miners are attacking their village or that this has anything to do with river miners. It does not. However, now this is where they're divided in their minds. However, they are open to the possibility, and I think this is a worst case scenario, and I, and I really hope to God that this is not what's happening. They are open to the possibility that what they are confronting are organ harvesters. And there, and there is, there may be something to that, that, that these are organ harvesters, but what they don't understand, the villagers, what they don't understand is the high tech aspect of what they're experiencing. Hmm. So whoever is assaulting, again, assault's probably too strong of a term here. Whoever is making these incursions into their village are doing so with extremely advanced technology. The, not jetpacks, but some other kind of technology that allows them to float through the jungle and ascend up into the sky. Now, keep in mind, we're talking about the jungle here. So whoever is maneuvering between the trees, the jungle is extremely dense. And not only is it dense, but we're talking about a, a situation that unfolds only at nighttime. Mm -hmm. So whoever's doing this, if, it is, if it's human beings, and we're talking about some secret high-tech technology... Yeah, And it seems to be very nefarious if that's the case. And I would not rule out if that is the case. If we are dealing with, with human beings, I would certainly not rule out organ harvesters, perhaps trying to ha harvest these young people for, you know, for not only their organs, but they would use them in the sex trade first, and then they would har harvest their organs uh, after they've pretty much used them up in the sex trade. That's very dark, obviously. It's 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 worst case scenario. I hope that's not what's happening. But because we don't know, that could be what's happening. Because we don't know what we may be confronting out there, you know, we've decided to bring security. And we have more, by the way. We have more security than what I mentioned. I don't want to give too many details yeah. for our safety. But know that we do have security and uh, we are taking the necessary precautions. The other, I said that they were divided in their minds. So that is a, that's a possibility. We may be dealing with organ harvesters in possession of advanced technology. 
which, by the way, I don't know if we discussed this on your show last time, which is actually a, a particular whistleblower who was a part of um, a Dr. Stephen Greer's group recently this year at in Washington. And I don't remember, correct, just stop me if we've already discussed this, who brought on a, he had a several whistleblowers and he did this press conference in Washington, D.C., Dr. Greer did recently this year. And he brought on some new whistleblowers. And one of the whistleblowers, there was a gentleman who was a U.S. Marine who discussed a situation which had which had unfolded in I, I want to say in Indonesia during that the big hurricane that hit Indonesia some years ago it was a it was a huge humanitarian crisis and they were in fact they were in the country for hum, of humanitarian aid uh, in an official capacity from the US government I don't remember the gentleman's name but he gave testimony at this press conference that was really jaw-dropping it, it was quite shocking and and what he divulged in his testimony did i tell you guys about this did we discuss this no we haven't heard this so what he divulged in the testimony was that him and a a group of marines who were patrolling and not not patrolling they were on a humanitarian mission they were i think they were looking for for people who might have been displaced in the hurricane whatever they were doing they were in the jungle and they came upon this craft in a, in a clearing in the jungle, there was this craft. It was, a, it was a disc. I believe it was a large disc the size of a football field. I'm sorry, you're hearing. Uh, I got to turn off WhatsApp. I'm being, I'm getting uh, texts from the from San Antonio de uh, Pintuyaku here as I'm talking to you. These guys are texting me because obviously we're in the final stages of our preparations for this trip. Text from the jungle. <laughs> By the way, uh, we are getting. I have an official invitation to go to the jungle by the by the Apu, the chief of the of the village. I'm, I just right. got sidetracked there. These uh, messages that are coming in on WhatsApp from San Antonio Pinto Yaku. Anyway, back to the story of the marine. He's in the he's in the jungle with a platoon of guys, pr- platoon of marines. They encounter this craft that he says is like a disc about like this like the size of a football field. It's a really large craft. And uh, he he describes the craft, and it was making a low humming sound. It was hovering off the ground. They'd never seen anything like it. They were obviously surprised to encounter this advanced machinery out there in the jungle. And he gives a bunch of details, and I encourage everybody to go look this up. It was again, it was part of Dr. Greer's uh, press conference they did this year in Washington D.C. Hmm. And as they're just observing this this thing suddenly a bunch of guys come out of the woods with automatic rifle with automatic weapons they they were dressed in fatigues so they were like paramilitary guys they were armed to the teeth in fact i remember he said that they were armed better than the marines and they were yelling and screaming at the marines in english and telling them that they had to leave immediately leave the vicinity immediately and they had they pulled up in trucks too because mm. he was describing the kind of trucks they had with body armor these guys were really really well equipped again better than the marines and to make a long story short and i don't remember why he was able to conclude the following but he concluded this marine that they it appeared that whoever this was was using this advanced technology this disc to transport what he i think he thought narcotics but also he walked away with the conclusion that they were using this disc for human trafficking, that wow. they were harvesting people who had been displaced in the hurricane for human trafficking, mm. which is obviously very distressing. 
Because yeah. it's distressing enough to, to think of human beings who are secret groups of human beings in possession of advanced, probably reverse engineered alien technology, but then even more distressing mm -hmm. to learn that they may be using it for the most nefarious things imaginable for human trafficking, narcotics, whatever, but human trafficking, which encompasses both the sex slave industry as well as the organ harvesting industry. Yeah. They, they go hand in hand. And so I, I say that in connection to this idea that the villagers in San Antonio de Pintuyacu are wondering if they are also dealing with some sort of high-tech human trafficking operation, mm. which I thought was very interesting because I was sort of, I didn't mention this. I don't think, I, I don't, maybe I did. Maybe I did mention this last time we talked, but I, I've sort of been wondering if that's what we're dealing with. And when they, when they brought this up to me, I thought, oh boy, I really hope, I really hope for their sakes that that's not what's happening. Now, I said that they were divided in their minds. So that's the 50% of what they think it is. The other 50%, they think it's inhuman. It's unhuman. It's a alien incursion is what they were saying originally and they hold to that possibility and the reason why they believe that it might not even be human is because a because of the description of the beings and i talked about some of the footage that they were able last time i was with with you guys i talked about some of the footage that they were ever able to capture which when i slow it down me and doug slowed it down blew it up take a look took a look at it and 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 i feel like there's a chance that i'm looking at what are called tall grays or even more precisely insectolins. So in other words, non-human gray-like entities, alien gray-like entities mm. um, that look to be hovering above this village in the trees. Okay, I, I don't know. I mean, we're looking at very pixelated grainy images caught at nighttime on cameras on cell phones. And so part of what I want to do when I go to this village, and I'm going to bring a picture of what insectolins are purported to look like. And I want to know, has anyone seen anything like this? Uh -huh. So we have some very interesting questions to ask these people, questions which have not been posed to them thus far. So Tim, are, um, are you going to, are you going to shoot video? Are you going to, are you going to do it, video interviews and, and do what I would kind of <laughs> You're not an investigative reporter, but it sounds in some ways like you're like I would hope you're doing sort of like a, a mini doc where you're recording in in, mm -hmm. in this inquiry to try to get to the bottom of this. And um, I mean, I think you mentioned that the the, um, the gentleman that's going with you has has video equipment is going to low profile stuff is going to be shooting some video. I imagine a lot of the villagers probably don't want a camera in their face necessarily, but is that part of the part of the plan here as well? Yes, we so, are. We're going in with a with some GoPro camera and equipment. Now, mm -hmm. GoPros are very, very advanced at this point. You could shoot a whole movie on the GoPros. They shoot in 8K and everything like that now. So, mm -hmm. but the reason why we're going in with GoPros is because a they're versatile. B we do not we want to be under the radar in the country. So my plan, my strategy going forward here with this expedition was I want to make a lot of noise about the expedition before I go with the audience in the United States, my audience, your audience, and mm -hmm. other people's audiences who've been talking to me. I want to make a lot of noise so that as many people know what I'm doing and when I'm doing it next week, by the way. Mm -hmm. and, I, I don't, and I want people to know that I'm there. I'm doing this investigation. Why? So that I can't just be quietly offed and dumped right. and my body dumped into the river. Yeah. The, the more noise I can make about it, the better in terms of my safety and the safety of my crew on this expedition. Mm -hmm. But when we're in the country, when we get into the jungle, I want to be as quiet as possible and as inconspicuous as possible while I'm actually heading up the river. 
Mm. And that means low profile camera gear. You know, I don't want to be going in there with, yeah. with big with big cameras, and I want to be inconspicuous, sort of under the radar. So I'm making a lot of noise here in the United States with, you know, on, on podcasts and stuff. But when I get into the country, it's going to be much more low profile mm-hmm. and, and sort of quietly going up this river. So, and again, though, that's for safety reasons, um, not the right. least of which uh, w- one of my main concerns whenever I go into the jungle like this, this far up into the jungle is it's not uncommon to get assaulted on these rivers, mm. especially if you're in a slow boat. Pirates. Um, pirates, yeah, basically river pirates. They just pull up next to you at nighttime, and they're masked, and they jump off onto your vessel, and, and they hold you at gunpoint and, and, and take everything you have, or worse. Mm. Right, and that's right. not uncommon. That's not uncommon, especially in this region. So, Tim, when, when you get back, are we going to be able to get a full report? When we I want, get we back, want, yeah. We want, we'll, we want the scoop, Tim. We, we'll, want, we, want, we want the first yeah. scoop. I'll have a lot of information when I get back, and we'll do a debrief on your podcast. And and I don't know what I'm going to encounter. I have no idea. Maybe I'm going to encounter miners with jetpacks. <laughs> which, Who knows? Which I'm telling you would be quite extraordinary. That that would be a story in and of itself. <laughs> but that's uh, extremely unlikely. And by the way, I don't expect to to film the phenomenon. It's cooled down since uh, let's say since August. However, about a month ago. They had another incident, but this time it was with a craft. And they had an incident at nighttime in which a group of guys were patrolling the village and they saw, I think it was on the other side of the river. It was in the vicinity of the village. They witnessed this Mm. craft, typical, it sounds like a typical saucer type craft, descend and it landed momentarily and it had lights all around it. it was totally silent it descended it landed momentarily they actually started firing their rifles and shotguns at it wow. and it lifted off into the air and flew away so something is still going on in this village but it's important to point out that that the phenomenon has since spread to different parts of Iquitos, to different parts of the department of Loreto. So that's like the state. If we think about it in terms of states, it's the state of, it's the province, let's say, of Loreto. Uh-huh. And the city of Iquitos is the main city within that province. And so there was a lot of activity that was happening concurrent with what was unfolding in San Antonio de Pintuyacu. Uh, there was other things happening in that region of the jungle, that region of Peru, Loreto. But it has since, the phenomenon has since been spreading to other parts of the jungle, namely the province of San Martin. Now, I am uh-huh. very familiar with Loreto. I'm even more familiar with San Martin. I was just in San Martin. Actually, when you guys came to Peru, uh, before I went and met you up in, Iqu- in uh, rather in Cusco recently, in the end of this last June, yeah. I was in San Martin. I was in the city of Terrapoto in the province of San Martin, and specifically, I was visiting my property in the jungle. I have property in the jungle in San Martin. Interestingly enough, uh, my property in San Martin is in the vicinity of a village called San Antonio, mm. uh, which I just remembered right now. Uh, different San Antonio, different province than the one I'm going to here on this up the river and on this expedition here next week. But nevertheless, I have this property in San Martin in the jungle and and apparently now the phenomenon is happening out there in the jungle of san martin so it's spreading whatever is going on whatever this bizarre phenomenon is is now affecting more more areas of the peruvian amazon we got the man for the job we're sending tim tim albarino down there 
He's got his crew. You get him on the boat. Look out, River Pirates, dude. I, I keep thinking about that movie, Anaconda. Remember with Ice Cube and J-Lo? <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen to you. But, Which uh, character am I in this story? <laughs> J-Lo, obviously. Jennifer Lopez. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Of course. <laughs> no, Naturally. but I, I, th- I think this is smart. This this is smart, Tim. Like, I, I, we should do a blur phone. We'll, we'll, we'll have you call in from the jungle. I will have a sat phone on me. I've got a satellite phone. I'm fully oh, dude. equipped. We'll do an update. This is, I'm no stranger to these kind of expeditions. You Perfect. Know, I, we're gonna make you call uh, us, and we'll do an update. I can. All right. I can call into the blurry podcast from the from blurry the line, the freaking jungle, blurry hotline. This is Nate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna fight, watch, I'm gonna get out there into the middle of the uh, the jungle there out there. In, so uh, wait to, to recap. I'm gonna find, I'm gonna, these villagers are gonna be wearing blurry creatures shirts and they and are. Hats. <laughs> they're, the, they're the mess up ones. It's like when the Buffalo Bills, you know, lost Super Bowl. All the all the little, all the little kids in Peru got the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl championships. <laughs> Sorry, Bills fans. That was the '90s. Yeah, it's just like the blur single signal, and you send it, and you just project our logo into the sky like Batman, and then Tim knows where we're, where to go. We're gonna yeah. find him. I hear Blurry Creatures podcast is big in the Amazon. Oh yeah, that's wonderful. Supposedly. It's good to know, Tim. So, wait, just to recap, next week we want to because part of this is making this public so that you that you have you know gives us um, cover. Yeah, it's covered safety. So next week, Tim, you are headed to the Amazon, to the jungle, to the village, which I which I we've talked before is an eighteen hour boat ride up the river to this village where that massive story that came out with the face face peelers, the face and, peelers. That's right. Yeah, and, and of course this this supposed alien encounter that actually looks a lot like what we allegedly saw in Las Vegas and you know take it for what it is but that's where you're headed and you've got mm-hmm. security you have you've got low profile camera equipment and uh you're going to get to the bottom of this mystery and this is exciting and you know, I was a big shout out you know to the guys at Conduit they, they you know, they've been so great to us yeah. I know you you shouted them out but you know we did our, our conference there Darren, he went with us to Peru, but you know Darren, Mo, and the whole team over there. If you if you made it out to BlurryCon this year, which feels like five years ago in, in February, but it was this year. Those that's the crew that's that's getting behind uh, yeah. behind Tim and that's right. some good folks over there. So great group of guys, just a phenomenal group of guys over there. And again, like I said earlier, I th- how cool is it that it's a group of Christian guys that are getting this job done? And and yeah. we're not just to reiterate, we're not just going in and conducting interviews, we are literally supplying this village with food and medicine, which they, which they sorely need at this point in time. So, yeah. You guys going to sing Onward Christian Soldiers? Just like- no, I don't think we are. You, you could, though. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we've got time. It's on, it's on, everything's on the table. I think we're going to be blasting some Metallica. <laughs> or some, uh, well, who was it? Welcome to the Jungle. Who was that? Was that uh, Guns N' Roses or ACDC? I don't know, ACDC? Yeah, no, it was Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Guns N' Roses? Yeah, I think Axel that's going yeah. to be our theme song on this trip, actually. Oh, all right. You know what? This seems a little cliche, Tim, but we can go, we'll go there. You know what? It, you know, I mean, it does, it fits with the blurry, the, the blurry creatures 80s theme, right? Yeah. You could go with Jungle Boogie, too, if you want. I mean... <laughs> There's a lot of options. There's, There's a lot, lot of options. Lot of options. You know, this is really important. I need a theme song. So I think you guys need to yeah. come up. You I came to the, the blurry, right place. I think the blurry audience needs to chime in and tell me what theme song right. is That's appropriate right. for this uh, expedition. The, the, we'll, the get fa- them, we'll get them on it. Okay, so next week. Yeah, the fans are going to kick, kick – we're going to kickstart. We're going to get you a, a jetpack from the fans. Who need a jetpack? With, a, with a phone on I'm just going to borrow a jetpack from the miners. And it has cool, speakers bring, built in. some of that gold back, too. And while you're at it, yeah. And some of those uh, cocoa leaves. We need the juice. But so 
Next week, Tim. Tim, Tim, you're off. You're off to the jungle. You're off to the jungle next week. Next but week, the other- I, I the, the 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 expedition commences next week. I I'll be there for it's like a ten day expedition, and uh, I'll be back out out of the jungle early November, back here to Montana, and uh, I will de- I, I I will do a debrief with you guys. Let you know what happened. All right. We might call you mid episode one day. And and if I can, I'll make a phone call. That'd be amazing. I'll make a phone call from uh, from the river on the sat phone. Yeah, yep. And let you know. We'll, uh, we'll just check in on you. We'll record it. I'll let you guys know if I have my, my if my face is still unpeeled. Yeah, keep it uh, intact, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna try. Yeah, you know that's one of the goals is to make sure nobody gets their face peeled on this uh, expedition. It's a low bar. You know, we don't, I, again, yeah. you know, I'm making light of it. We don't. We really don't know what we're going to encounter up there. You know, what I'm, what I'm a little bit nervous about, honestly, is 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 the aforementioned group of human beings in possession of high technology, yeah, using it uh, for purposes of of human trafficking, but also, let's say, a level or two down from that. Just cartel activity. It's uh-huh. a lot of cartel activity up there. A and then B. A lot of malaria. A lot of dengue. Yeah. So you know, people can be praying for us, our expedition, that we don't get malaria, we don't get dengue, and we don't have a confrontation with cartels, human traffickers, or face peelers, or pirates. The face peeler thing is, you know, I don't really put a whole lot of, uh, uh, I don't really believe the face peeler mythology in the jungle. I think there's there's there is something. It is sort of like the. Uh, um, I would say that what, what we're looking at in terms of face peelers is something more akin to the uh, cattle mutilations mm-hmm. that we see happening in the United States ongoing. And I would say that for some reason, you know, it's very interesting. For some reason, you don't see, I'm not even sure, I'm not even aware of any human mutilation cases in the United States. Lots of cattle mutilation cases. And those have to do, by the way, for sure, with, let's say, the alien presence. Those have to do with with alien technology and whatever, probably the greys, whatever they're doing with the material that they harvest. But we don't really see any human mutilations. But in South America, what's very interesting from a ufological perspective is that you do, in fact, have cases of human mutilations mm. that are oh. identical in every way to the cattle mutilations, except we have human victims rather than cows. You have them, we've had them in Brazil, and, and I think we have evidence that we've had them in Peru. Wow. And specifically in this region of the jungle. So I make light of the face peeler thing. That's scary. Yeah. But, but not, but not of the, but, but in regard to the, the actual, you know, as it pertains to the actual mythology of the face peeler, this creature, you know, I don't believe that. I think if, if what, what might be happening is human mutilation Mm. in the vein of cattle mutilation, which is very serious. I appreciate I appreciate it, Tim because you know I think a lot of times people give you they get I don't know people are people are weird out there listen to podcasts sometimes they you know you speak matter of fact about some of these subjects but you're actually taking a risk and going down there and confronting this stuff face to face and I think it's a lot easier to sit on a podcast and throw your opinions out in the world and it's one thing when the conviction is so heavy that you actually go down there and investigate it and I think that's spend you know that that you know you can't convince everybody that you're serious about these topics and you've really researched them for a long time, but you're going down there. You're putting yourself out there. You're taking care of the people there too. Yeah. It's not lost that you're going to, this is a humanitarian effort as well to resupply the village. So 
you know, if you're listening to this um, and you're of the inclination of 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 praying, I know that Tim would appreciate absolutely your know, prayers for his expedition and for protection. I know his family would appreciate would appreciate that as well. And so, yeah, man, Godspeed, Tim. That's that's. Uh, yeah. That's fantastic. I know you have another one more update for us too, because since we've also, you know, since we did our face peeler episode, um, and we covered the oversight committee, the investigation into the reality of UIP UFO and, and what people are calling disclosure, um, you've also had some interesting things happen, and I want you to share briefly, just share uh, like as much as you'd like to share about that, because I think it's a fascinating picture in in what's happening in the halls of our our government here in the United States. I know everybody listening isn't isn't from the U.S., but this has been a big story in the U.S. as as whistleblowers have come forward to testify to Congress about what's allegedly happening, uh, what would be sort of these these black project mm-hmm. corners and spaces in, in the unelected spaces of government. And so we talked about this and had a recap when this was going on in real time. But some things have happened since, and I wanted you to get a chance to share the audience because we know what's been happening. But I, I think it's, it's a fascinating sort of unfolding, um, and as much as you'd like to share I think it'd be there'd be a cool update for our audience. Sure, and uh, I'll be uh, a little bit non-specific, but um, I will say that I was contacted by one of the members of the Congressional UAP Hearing Committee after they did the hearing with with David Grush and the other whistleblowers, and uh, this gentleman contacted me. This congressman con- contacted me, and we we discussed. Uh, uh, we discussed uh, various topics, and this individual, I hesitate to give his name, even though he's given me permission to do so, I hesitate to give his name just because I never want to create any kind of controversy around what this committee is is attempting to do, which is, which is really historic in that they are trying to pry the lid off of UFO disclosure. You know, they're they're up against tremendous force of secrecy that's been in operation for decades. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, but this individual contacted me, this cong- congressman, one of the, again one of the congressmen on the committee, and wanted to just have a discussion with me. Uh, he happens to be a Christian, and so we had a very fruitful discussion and about again various topics related to the UAP UFO phenomenon. And I actually was able to, to, to meet with him later on in person. We smoked some cigars wow. and had a really good time. And, and then later on, he organized, he organized a, a call with uh, some other members of Congress who are also on the UAP committee. And I was able to, to brief these congressmen on, on some things. Uh, I, I can be specific about that. I talked about the nature of the entities that I think that uh, we're dealing with in, in, in the majority of the crash retrieval case, cases, that is to say, the gray aliens and the abduction phenomenon. Now, when, when I was invited to do this presentation, this briefing, uh, I um, contacted my friend Richard Dolan, who many of you may know. Richard Dolan is a UFO historian, I believe the best UFO historian. He's the premier UFO historian alive today. And Richard's a good friend of mine. And I asked Richard if he would accompany me on, 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 the, on the call. It was a, it was a video call. And, uh, and so Richard and I both put presentations together that we were able to present and to these congressmen. There was a, a handful of congressmen on the call, three or four. And I, I want to say 
that I am very encouraged by the core group of guys, congressmen and congresswomen, who are leading the charge for disclosure in, in, in the House of Representatives. There is a core group of individuals who are really, who have really been instrumental uh, in that, uh, in that hearing unfolding. And of course, they've been all over the news. So uh, Congressman Tim Burchett, uh, Congressman uh, Eric Burleson, and uh, Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna, and others who have been very instrumental, almost unprecedented. There was, there's one precedent for it in the past, but this hearing went further than, than the hearing that happened, I believe, back in the 1950s and regarding the UFO subject. But it, it, really, it really takes a lot of guts to not only be willing to put your reputation on the line as a congressperson, but also to confront, as I mentioned earlier, to confront these, mm. what, I would, what I would describe, and I think rightly so, as dark forces behind the scenes that are really, that have, that have been perpetrating the, the, the cover-up of the UFO phenomenon, but, but even more so persecuting or I should say even more grievously, persecuting uh, those who have over the decades been blowing the whistle and attempting to shed light on what the government, of course I use that term loosely, I refer to it as the dumb state, what the government, what the dumb state has known in regard to this phenomenon and has been doing. Mm -hmm. And obviously David Grush, the, the the shocking revelation, the headline that came out of that hearing is that there's a secret crash retrieval program that has been underway for decades in which alien craft has been recovered mm. and to some extent reverse engineered. That was, that's the headline and alien bodies have been also, have, have also been recovered. That is the, sh the shocking headline uh, of that, that UAP congressional hearing. And, uh, and the forces behind the scenes, the deep state, the dumb state, that want to keep that a secret and that are opposing these congressmen are tremendously powerful, tremendously powerful. So I want to publicly commend these individuals mm. who are leading the charge in Congress. And I think everyone should be supporting these people, these congressmen and congresswomen who are attempting to, as I said, to crack the lid on disclosure here. Yeah. It's a long, arduous process, and the Pentagon has been playing a lot of games trying to hinder the work of these congressmen. But but these men are men of in, men and women are are men and women of integrity. I know that personally. They are honest, and they are men and women of faith. That's encouraging to hear. It really is, Tim. Yeah. And 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 then I want your audience to know that these are these these are the individuals who are really pushing, who are really fighting behind the scenes for UFO disclosure, and who are the this is the these are the instrumental ind individuals or the individuals instrumental in the in the congressional hearing on on UAPs. And so uh, again, these are people of very high integrity, and they're not doing it to to be self-aggrandizing. Um, and uh, again, I can say that because I've interfaced with these guys, mm -hmm. and so I'm very encouraged. And uh, and I and I offered whatever help I, that I can, uh, w however I can assist these guys and gals and in, in in pursuing disclosure. 
whatever I can offer to them. You know, that's why I wanted to bring Richard Dolan to the table, by the way, was because Richard, his work is unimpeachable. He is a UFO historian, first-rate UFO historian, and these guys are getting a lot of disinfo coming their way. And uh, the the UFO, let's say the ufological community, the UFO community is full of a lot of bad actors. And individuals who have all kinds of alternative motives. And there's a lot of narcissistic individuals in there who, personalities rather, a lot of narcissistic personalities who are just in it for their own glory. And uh, these congressmen ha- confirmed to me on the call that they've encountered some of these individuals. And, and I was so encouraged uh, to find out that they were already being very wary of some of these actors. Mm within the UFO community. These guys are already, they've already got their antennas up for both misinformation, just bad information, bad research from individuals from the UFO community, but also they've got their antennas up for disinformation from the government. Mm-hmm. And so, I, again, I just want to highlight the fact that uh, having spoken to these guys, having briefed them on certain things and, and had a chance to hear from them and these congressmen, that uh, this committee is in good hands. Cool. This committee's in good hands, and everybody should be supporting it. These guys are, are some of the best congressmen we have. But, Tim, big question. Are they going to let you in the skiff or what? Are you getting in there? <laughs> I got nothing to say in the skiff. I say everything I know. <laughs> Blurry Creatures podcast. I this is it. Hey, this is the skiff. This is the skiff. It's, this, this is the, the skiff. This is the safe place. You can say whatever and, you want. And from what I heard, by the way, just the other day, I think I heard that it looks like they may be getting Grush in a skiff. And for those who don't know, I forget the acronym for skiff off the top of my head, but it's an acronym. Basically, it's it's an acronym for a secure environment in which sensitive information... Sensitive compartmented information facility. There it is. So in which sensitive mm. information can be conveyed in an official capacity. And, uh, and, and in this case, the Pentagon has to give permission for David Grush to get into the skiff. And I know that the, the last thing that I had heard from the congressman was that Grush's security clearances were expiring and that the Pentagon was, you know, dragging its feet and waiting for his security clearance to expire so that he could, so that the congressman couldn't get him, legally couldn't get him in a skiff because the security clearances would have expired. I don't know what has happened. I don't know if it's true that something has happened and they're able, to, I'm, I'm not 100% sure that's the rumor. I'm sure I'll find out in a couple of days, but mm. uh, support the U- the UAP committee in the House and and be assured that it is being led by men and women of high integrity. In many cases, the core group of them are, are believers, are Christians, and they are intent. They are determined to get to the bottom of this. I love it. Dude, Tim, big things, man. Big things happening. Big things about to happen. It's crazy. Uh, Love getting the update, and uh, just want to remind folks that you know when this when this comes out, Tim will be on his way to the jungles of Peru to do the Tim Alberino thing to go straight adventure into the storm. time with 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 Tim Alberino. That's right, straight into the storm. Going to be our eyes and ears on yeah. the ground there as 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 he goes to unlock the the mystery of, of what's happening there in these remote villages. And but by the way, I did, by the way, I forgot to mention that the congressman who called me, he called me specifically because he had heard my conversation with you guys on the Blurry Creatures podcast in which we discussed the UAP congressional hearing. That's amazing. 
Dude, so, so you know what? Anyone tells me he likes synth and he loves the eighties. And you know what he does? <laughs> you know what? El- hey, you know what else he likes? Name the Bones. Well, that he that? was in it for the Bigfoot. That that's that's what yeah. that was the. I think he's in it for the Waterworld references, honestly. I think that's... He, <laughs> come for Bigfoot, stay for the Waterworld references. Exactly. Look out for that's those... That's why I'm here. That's look why out for I'm those, here. Look out for those smokers on the rivers in Peru. Those, those, those 80s jet skis start rolling up. Man, you know what to do. Get out of there, you know? No, it's crazy, man. It's it's crazy to be talking about these subjects and then you find out who's listening. It's 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 mind-blowing. We're pretty humbled that anyone cares. I think we've got a, a fun thing going on here, the trifecta, the Triforce. There's something fun here, something special. And Tim, we, you've, you've come on our show a lot and we appreciate you become a good friend and we're we're going to Costa Rica soon. Don't forget that. Head on over to our website. You can see all the information about that. And and Tim, you going to be at the next BlurryCon? People are asking um, about it. If you invite me. That's Come on. a big if. You know what? It's a big if. We'll see. <laughs> so you got to pray about that. Gotta, By the way, I'm also pray about that to, one. As you guys know, I'm also going to Guatemala right when I get back from um, Peru. I got one week. I got a one-week buffer between this Peru expedition and another expedition to Guatemala in which I'm going to be uh, exploring some of the Mayan ruins. And... I'm thinking about doing a, a, it's not for sure yet, but I'm, I'm thinking about doing a Guatemala expedition, a public expedition like we did in Peru mm. this year. All right. So stand by for that, but I'm going to Guatemala for 10 days when I get back from Peru. So Tim's um, just nonstop. Well, you know, I don't, I don't willingly adopt this title, but, but people have been calling me the, the real Indiana Jones. And so I'm sitting here thinking, I better go out and do some freaking Indiana Jones stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, I, was, I was thinking about like remember, remember Carmen San Diego back in the day. <laughs> Carmen Where San Diego. It, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Tim Alberino. <laughs> yeah. Where in the dude? That was the show. You get the little, you get the little like siren thing and put it on the on the map. It's dominant. That's right. Well, Tim, hey, we'll be thinking about you, man. And I, if yeah. uh, you know, say say we want we want you to come back. We just. Self I'm coming back. Yeah. So, so I'm coming take, back because we got to publish this thing that we've been working on. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We got a lot of things to do. That's so, right. Yeah, we got that coming out, and the, that that's coming out pretty soon. I, and I, you know what? That'll probably be the the subject of our conversation when I when I get back because we're going to be getting pretty close to a release date for that product, for that uh, that literary endeavor. For all you that's guys right. out there that don't know, it's it's we're going to the beaches, books, and blurry con, and Bigfoot. That's right. <laughs> All bees here in the in, in the in the blurry verse. I'm sure people are already thinking of other bees that they're throwing in there as well. In the bone zone. <laughs> well, Tim, thanks, brother. Uh, All right, hey, hey, it's always uh, it's always fun, guys, and uh, I will keep you apprised. Uh, All right, we're gonna call you on. You're, you're gonna call. get a phone call from me. From uh, I'll be sitting there. I'll be sitting there on the top of my riverboat, smoking a cigar with my uh, with my sat phone. Cigar, a cigar in one hand, mapacho in the other. Just <laughs> cigar in one hand, machete in the other. <laughs> That's right. Dude, I hope you have like a, a machine gun in one hand somewhere in there. Yeah, don't, uh, hey, well, don't, we don't. can't carry guns actually. We we in Peru as an as a foreigner, it's uh, they have yeah. very very draconian gun laws. Um, but I got guys with me who can. So, dude, Tim, dude, this is awesome, man. Hey, but honestly, be safe, man. We love you, dude. You need to like, be safe out there. Let us and hey. Give us a shout, and we'll uh, tell us what's going on. I shall do that. All right. And when in doubt, send up the blurt signal. We'll be there. (laughs) 
Hey, yeah, if I get into it, what is what does the blurt signal look like? It's just our logo. Just shoot it in the oh, okay. air and everyone will know. Okay. All right. It's, so what happens if I do that? What will happen? We'll set Bigfoot. Luke's been working on his Bigfoot uh, uh, vocals, and he's going to send the big guy in to save you. We're going we're gonna to airdrop you some stuff. You know? <laughs> All right. These, ju- these guys in this jungle are going are gonna to be thinking, who the heck is this idiot, and what yeah. is he doing in our yeah. village? At least, yeah. you'll be able to, at least you'll be able to hear and understand what they're saying when they're talking about you. Just pretend like you don't know the language at first. <laughs> like, who's this gringo over here? No, as soon as I open my mouth, these people out in the, in the jungle, they are totally perplexed because I sound like a, I sound like a, basically their, their dialect is equivalent to like, you go in the deep south. It's like Louisiana. You know, that Cajun Louisiana. <laughs> they sound like uh, farmer, farmer Fran. Yeah, that's like the that's like my jungle that's my jungle accent. So as soon as I open my mouth, they're all just perplexed. They just stare at me for the first five minutes. But anyway, it's an advantage, I think. Is this guy born here? All right. All right, guys. We'll we'll make some memes. See you on the other side of this expedition. All right, man.